0: The <laughs> welcome back lifters. Um, I am super excited for this episode. I love myself a good rant. We all know this. I am a fiend for these episodes. This is the fifth episode that we are ranting. The very first rant episode I think was in Florida. Anyways, there's no format to this episode. There's no necessary research. There's just me talking and me spitting out everything that I'm mad about the world. Uh, um, <laughs> so thank you for being part of my platform of being angry at the world and the society in general. I appreciate you and your listening ears. Um, What I'm really, really wanting to talk about today is just like, I really want to focus. I really want to focus back our attention and our energy on why we're doing this show, um, what our thesis is essentially, because every good show has a beginning, has a reason, has a motive, and well, all of you new or old listeners, um, we appreciate you, and you can easily listen to our very first episode or listen to our preview and kind of get why, why we're doing what we're doing, um, but I really just, I want to give you more. I want to give the people what they want, and I think everybody wants a little bit of direction, especially when you're listening to a political podcast. It's good to be knowing what people are saying and why they're saying it. Because um, frankly, nobody really knows what they're saying or why they're saying it. Politicians don't. People don't. About anything these days. So, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, a lot of different content. I actually, when I listen to podcasts, I like to listen to um, just about a lot of social issues. Because, believe it or not, listening to podcasts that are like politically driven they make me so mad because they're so polarized. So um, what I like to do is I like to listen to podcasts where people really have their guard down and they can just really talk about what they're really feeling. And it's not like sugar coated with these words that they think people want to hear because it's a political podcast. It's just presenting the information in a way that's very natural. And that a lot of times um, comes from celebrities. A lot of celebrities who talk about politics usually have this guard up where it's like, I have to have the certain front, you know, people have expectations for me in Hollywood, like I can't say certain things. But things kind of have been different in Hollywood these days with the different podcasts going up. And I'm really proud of um, the new narratives that Hollywood is introducing with the podcasts. And a lot of them are dealing with uh, different shows, like it's going they their nostalgia shows. It's you know reuniting the cast it's uh you know getting everybody back together again and talking about the good old days whether it was the 80s the 90s the early 2000s any of these era of you know any of these shows that fall within that era are being um kind of revisited and the memories that are popping up and the genuine reactions that are coming out of these celebrities are so refreshing to see um And it's really letting me appreciate why I'm doing what I'm doing because they represent a very safe and neutral ground where it's just you can talk about whatever you need to talk about um, and not be judged for it because it's, it's your opinion, it's your trauma, it's your joy, it's whatever you want it to be. But it's for the world to see it's genuine um and you want to have those genuine conversations and that's that's kind of what we're doing, but we are not reviewing a show. We are talking about the human experience, the human condition in politics you know it's it, we're talking about the art of debate and how it's really gone <laughs> um, we're talking about the extreme um polarization of society um and I think what's really important to know, so our, our main thesis is, and the thing that we ask all of our guests, if you've listened to us, is can't we just get along? You know, can't we just, you know, get along with each other again in a way that's not just like, oh, I'm your friend. Like, nobody has to be holding hands every single time you interact with someone, but there's a civility factor to it that's also kind of going away, um, And we're reaching into really dangerous territory when we take that civility out of the equation. So um, what I think is really interesting is if you kind of take, take what we've been doing, take what we've been talking about and putting it into real life scenarios. So I'm at dinner with... This is not something that really happened to me, but it's something that we've heard people talk about. People reported this back to us because our show is about sitting at a dinner table with your family and friends and, you know, Uncle Ben or Uncle Jeff or some drunk uncle at the end of the table is just spewing information, you know, spewing like headlines almost, just like, well, my my side believes this and blah, ma and, you know, it's just news that Is a stream of just you're just hearing it and none of it is making sense to you. Let's say that you stop Uncle Drunk Uncle whoever at the end of the table. Let's call him Bill. Let's stop Drunk Uncle Bill and say, Hey, you know, like I'd really love to have a genuine conversation about all those things that you're talking about and really focus on certain hot topics because I think I have different opinions than you and i don't want to fight about them but i would really like to hear your opinions and let it soak in and i i would love to tell you mine if you are willing to listen to them 9 times out of 10 he gets up from the table and and storms off and you know is just moving on to the next thing but what's really going to be important is if you get that light bulb of like oh you really want to have a conversation. It doesn't really happen very often, but if you get that light bulb and you get that moment where someone's willing to just like have it out um, and just have a real conversation about something and it's rare, but take it and really let it happen because that is our thesis. Our thesis is having those really hard conversations. Those hot button topics that we're talking about this season. You know, we're talking about abortion, we're talking about women's rights, we're talking about the next big fat segment is going to be about um slavery and we're talking about all of that stuff. So it's just going to be really 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 hard. Um to not take that opportunity and run with it. But nine times out of 10, you'll get the storm out or you'll get the, who do, who do you think you are? Especially if you're younger, I'll get this a lot where, and this happens, ageism exists in all families, unfortunately, especially with the very much, you know, especially with the middle-aged generation. They have this entitlement to them, this like this buffed soul to them that um they will say to you, well, what do you know? Like, what do you know? Basically, if I'm tw- if I'm 50 and you're 20, what could you possibly question or have to question? And you have all these beautiful facts and you have all of these beautiful outlined ideas from different parties. And you say, well, you know, if we just, if we go this way with uh, thinking, if, with, if we go this way about perspective on abortion, then we can talk about, we open up this whole new avenue of uh, what abortion means and all of this, all of these different things, right? Then they, they, they almost get, they get mad and they get defensive and we don't, we want to stop that from happening. We want to stop that cycle because you can't change people like that, unfortunately, but what we can do is we can nip it in the bud from now and maybe we can change them. Maybe they can be primed and, you know, kind of open <laughs> become more open to our ideas it's a big ask the thesis has been to just try to get people to get along again and just have the art of debate realized and realize the fact we have this we have to prove <laughs> that the world is polarized to a different kind of degree that we haven't seen in almost a 100 years i was listening to one of my favorite podcasts it leans into more of the liberal ideas um but they talk very neutrally and very lovely about everything in in pretty much social historical political um content and it's laundry hill it's my favorite show but it's the three women who are talking about their experiences on the show. They, they're they all advocates of some sort. They're all very important. So they have um, a weight and a responsibility to talk about politics sometimes. And sometimes the natural instinct for... A person, especially a young impressionable person, is to roll their eyes at a different opinion. And I have to stop myself from doing that and really listen. And that's when I know that my own thesis is working on me because it was really hard to do that early on in this podcast to just like not just dismiss this and really listen to what this side has to say. And like I said, because it's in this setting of it's on a TV show, it's neutral, Um we're talking about something light. We're not just talking about politics. It gives you a more real perspective and it gives you a more, just more of an opportunity to appreciate what they're saying because you're less on guard. So it's, it's a good experience. Um, so a lot of times people on both sides don't know or understand what their cause really is. And I just, that just boggles my mind. So I just really want to set the stage here and quote um, an idea that drama queens, which is Sophia Bush, she's one of the people that runs drama queens. She's very liberal, but she brought up a very, she, she loves facts. And I love that about her because she gives me great tools to demonstrate the real facts of what liberals are looking at um, and how they're kind of, they're, they're kind of making it work for their side I can see how it does and this is just for everybody this is a this is a shout out from the hilltops kind of a thing she says hyperpolarization and she researched this exists in ages as young as 11 so the hyperpolarization of political parties and the way that people think happens in ages as young as 11 11 year olds are saying I am a conservative do you know what that is? Does your mother know what that is? Right? And she says it used to not happen until post-collegiate years. So, she's talking about a time where the world was as divided as it was right now. And that was pre or that was pre-World War II. That was the last time that this country was this divided. Pre-World War II. That doesn't bode well for us guys. It doesn't, it's not, it's not good. So have the hard conversations with your friends so we can stop war. <laughs> Neutrality no longer exists. Let's change that. And you can change that at your dinner table with those conversations that are really hard to have. It's really uncomfortable, but it's really important. Because let me tell you something. To everyone has their truth and believes what they believe because of the social issues that they face in their life, the economic issues that they face in their life, um, the nurture of how they were brought, excuse me, of how they were brought up, Um, everyone can tell their truth even if their truths are different, another quote from her. (laughs) Um, So I am quoting, but I'm quoting from a very liberal person and that is so true because we need to get out of our own way. You know, I think we are the, we are each other's problem. I think that's, we're all like stumbling over each other for trying to find out what the truth is. The part of it that's really hard for people to grasp is that there's truths kind of scattered throughout every party. So, and every truth is different for the different person so what's true for one person doesn't make sense for another and that's kind of where the parties started where that division started but it wasn't designed to partition so much it was designed to be able to say like i I see where they're coming from you know what i mean i've never heard a politician or someone talking about politics say i see where they're coming from unless they're very educated um (laughs) Where it's just like, I, I can see that. I, I don't hear that anymore. But we want to create that dialogue again. We want to change that script. So it's going to be really hard, but we're ready for it. Um, some other things that I just wanted to mention uh, was, let's say that you're, I don't know. You're having dinner, like I said. We're, we're going back to the dinner table because the dinner table is so um, symbolic for where all of these really, really, really hard things and hard conversations happen. Um, so you're at the dinner table and I don't know, it's a rehearsal dinner. Let's just say that we're going to use this as a big fat metaphor because, When people have real life decisions, and a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this, it's going to be interesting. Um, Let's say that there's a rehearsal dinner, the husband and wife, the future husband and wife, the bride and groom are at the head of the table, and there's tension between the families. When there's that big of a divide in the room, you can feel it. Speaking from experience, because my friends, I've been to a wedding recently where whoever's listening, if you were listening, you know what I'm talking about. Where the division was apparent. You know, the the two families um were a little bit divided. Like they their ideas are different, their their approach to life is a little bit different. And quite frankly, they just don't love to be in the same room and as each other. Which doesn't bode well when two people are uniting. <laughs> you know, it just and it may, it sits, it sits in your stomach a little bit and it makes other people know, like you, if you know how to read a room, you know, the signs and the symptoms of just uncomfortable people being uncomfortable and feeling tense and feeling forced. Um, I feel like that's how we are with politics a little bit. It's like, there's a lot be there's a lot of body language. There's a lot of unspoken tension. There's a lot of just heaviness, but we're not talking about it. And here is a little nugget of wisdom that I'm going to give everybody. Talk, 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 and listen. Oh, this podcast has taught me to listen in a different kind of way. Because like I said, when you're nurtured and you're raised a certain way, um, luckily, like I said, I've been, I was raised in a way that my mom was very. She's just so welcoming and she loves everyone. But she has her limits. She has boundaries, and my dad, uh, he has a lot of boundaries. And you have to really pass a lot of tests to get to his good side, which is a. It's a. It's appreciative. Um. It's. It's. A, it's a good quality to have as a protector, and he's a great dad. But having those two people made me feel very neutral. It made me have like this this appreciation for boundaries. Um, but also I don't let a lot of things or people in, I have like a heavier filter, like my dad. And that's very true for a lot of conservatives or a lot of people who are very left or very right. Like that's just how their brain works. Um, but yeah, I just, I have, I had that great, um, balance and I was, I was gifted that, from my parents, the way that they raised me, the way that they taught me how to see the world. But I still have that hard exterior where it's really hard for me to listen to the other side. It just always has been. So this is literally, I am living outside of my comfort zone doing this podcast, but I welcome it because it's helped me grow so much. So Anytime that I would listen, this was two years ago now we started this podcast, it'll be two years in next February, I would turn it off. Like, I would physically turn off the news if it wasn't accommodating to the party that I was representing. If it was bashing the party in any way, I'd be like, you're wrong, it's it's over. But I you can't do that. Like this world is the way it is because we ha- that is the way that we think. Our autopilot is turn off the other opinion. We're right. And that's it. Nine times out of 10, do you even know what you're right about? Do you even know the causes that your party believes and this exact stances of what you're fighting for? Nine times out of 10, whether it be left or right, you don't. So educate yourself, listen and engage in conversation, ask questions, um, and ask questions to neutral people who have the same mindset, because if you start asking questions to hard right or hard left, um, you're not going to get an honest answer. What I mean is ask questions to people who have the same level of curiosity and the same, um, Want and willingness to be neutral at the same time, but still not be flimsy. I don't like people who are flimsy. You have to be very direct, like no, I believe this um and this is why, but I'm willing to hear what you believe and why, because, like I said, we're going back a little bit, maybe they're social, their nurture they're economic circumstances need they need to be this in order to fall under this category to get accommodations maybe that's the need um, but encourage them to listen to you and say hey like this is my situation and this is why I need this and why I think you also need this maybe like there's this part of the party that's actually really great like really supportive and has the same kind of programs but it's a little bit less corrupt than the things that you're dealing with. Like things like that, like talking about that, like, what do you mean? Like, are there programs and, um, are there different incentives and, you know, what are their policies? What are their procedures? Whatever hot topic button it might be. Um, whether it's, you know, tax relief, whether it's the big fat giant elephant in the room abortion, um, we'll dig into that, but you have to be so open and so willing to be neutral. It's hard, but you have, neutrality is the goal with firm belief because you have to research things to death. You have to listen to things to death in order to get to where we used to be circa 25 years ago, like, um, because that's the only way that you're going to get there because the news is literally, if there was the layers of the earth. The earth has all of these layers. The news is the very very top layer with the grass on it. Like that is the core. You create your own core. You have your own journey to the core of what the issues are. And and don't be naive in the fact that well this makes sense for me, so it must be right. Don't go down that rabbit hole either. Really think about, well this might make sense for me, but Think about this policy if I were I don't know, if I were $20,000 poorer or if I had 6 children. Would this make sense for me? And how could we make a policy that would make sense for everybody? That's hard. It's not easy. But by listening to each other, asking questions, being open, you create the space of just okay, it's safe. We can just we can have at it and just forget about the big stuff for a second and just talk about it because we really need to talk about it on a humanistic level and that's hard but it's something that we need to do in a micro level to get the message to the macros Um, or we could become the politicians and make great change. (laughs) Um, So it's all up to you guys. It's I encourage you to listen to each other. I encourage you to turn up the radio station when they start talking about something that makes you mad because that's what's going to make you grow and it's going to make you believe in what you believe in more. I promise you it's going to make your beliefs in what you know more firm and say I, I feel comfortable with what I believe in. But I can also see where people are coming from. And that's an important sentence to say these days because it's not said enough. Well, that's my rant for the day. (laughs) Next week is going to be pretty heavy, guys. I'm not going to lie. I'm going into the really dangerous, big, bad wolf territory of race. And um, we're going to talk about this really, 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 really heavy topic of white privilege that has become a really big trigger for me. That word, that phrase, it triggers me in a different kind of way. And it's, we'll talk about it (laughs) when we talk about it, but it's a lot. And we're going to talk a lot about how the schools are handling it. Um, The school districts, the school systems uh, nationwide, not just in my little town, you know, everywhere. Um, And how kids are spiraling a little bit because they're feeling um less than because of that word and that phrase it's actually to me I feel attacked when I hear that word and that phrase and I don't love it so we'll talk a little bit more about that next week something to look forward to um but thank you all for listening to my rant see you later